Hello and welcome to Fabiola, the CEO Hustler, your business coach for aspiring interpreters and entrepreneurs. This is your go-to place to start and help you grow your career, your business, as well as your lifestyle. My name is Fabiola Valencia and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me. So first and foremost, welcome. My name is Fabiola. I am a professional interpreter, entrepreneur, and business coach. So today I wanted to take this moment to discuss a little bit more with regards to some of the posts um, that I've done the past few days. So, you know, some of you that are following me, and are following some of the tips and information that I'm providing with regards to accepting assignments. So after 19 years in business, I still um, go through some of these challenges. So I wanted to share them with you, um, especially for the new interpreters. And of course, I'm getting a bad connection. Let me see, it's trying to reconnect here, so bear with me. Okay, so with regards to accepting assignments, I know I wanna thank those of you that have responded to the post with regards to what questions, what red flags stand out when you are offered an assignment, when you are offered a job, when you are offered um, a position, etc. And I think it all comes into play together. So as an interpreter who's been in business for over 19 years, I know what red flags um, come up. I know what questions to ask when I'm offered an assignment, before accepting an assignment, because it is so important, once again, for those of you that are just starting out, and even for those of you that have um, been working in this industry for quite some time, one of the situations that I ran into um, a couple of days ago, which was for those of you that work with agencies, you know that for the most part, we get either a phone call, we get an email offering us an assignment, and they basically provide very basic information, which is just date, time, and location, right? Do you agree? Please comment, follow through with uh, some of these questions that I'm gonna ask. So for me, my red flag was when they offered me this assignment and they stated on their email that it was for a meeting. So yes, I've done meetings with client attorneys, um, employee employers, but I've never done them in the evening. So I replied back and I said, okay, I am available for the daytime. And they usually, they don't provide you with the full address. They'll provide you with just the zip code. So I usually try to map that out map it out to see how um, much of a distance is from where I'm at. Uh, the next question was, is it for simultaneous? Is it conference interpreting? Um, will you be paying, you know, mileage? Uh, is there free parking? Do I have to worry about that? Um, is there going to be toll charges? Do you know? Well, to all my questions were, no, it's not a conference. No, you don't need equipment. Yes, there is parking. And no, there is no toll. I said, okay, so I accepted. 
the assignment. I accepted the regular rate um, with this particular agency. Um, a few, or actually I should say a day before the assignment, um, which was the day before yesterday, they sent me an email confirming the appointment and they said, oh, by the way, um, the interpreting equipment has been shipped to the client and it's for simultaneous. I'm like, whoa, first of all, you said it wasn't a conference. Two, you didn't provide me with no content. Three, um, you know, you didn't provide me with enough information. So I've worked with this agency in the past. They've been great. However, I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt because again, you know, if they have new employees, if they have new project managers, if there's changes in their staff, obviously sometimes um, employees, project managers, staff members can drop the ball. And so I gave them that benefit of the doubt. So they apologized, one. Two, they said, okay, we're, we can go ahead and work with your rate. But again, they told me it was, don't worry about it. It's just a general simultaneous conference. Um, we don't have any material. And, you know, it's going to be easy peasy. So I said, okay, I'll go ahead and accept it. Unbeknownst to me yesterday evening when I arrived at the assignment, one, the client did have the conference equipment. They had no clue on how to utilize the equipment. Um, two, they said, okay, um, you know, how is this going to work? And so, again, since I have experience working in simultaneous conferences, I kind of guided the customer, did my pre-session. And then the third question was, okay, I asked them, do you have any collateral material, any brochures, any information that you can share with me? Uh, since I am a little bit early so that I can quickly prepare myself for this assignment. And they were pretty shocked because they said, you know, this is the first time we work with this agency and we felt that it was a little bit fishy. We tried getting your contact information or at least a conference call with you so that we can discuss with you with regards to what this appointment was going to be. Um, I get it. They were being the gatekeepers. They didn't want to share, uh, you know, your information with us, blah, blah, blah. So to my surprise, um, this assignment had to do with groundwater sustainability plans. Um, scientists were there, environmental scientists, the state, uh, water, the state water uh, board resources management was there. And yes i've had experience with these in the past because i actually had a contract with the um state uh, in, you know about seven eight years ago so i was familiar with some of the jargon with some of the terminology um but you know th this this is something that really upsets me because as a previous agency owner you know, when we hold this information from the interpreter, how can we expect the interpreter to provide excellent services? Um, how can we uh, help them avoid accepting an assignment that they may not be capable of? So for example, let's say that they send this information to a new interpreter and this interpreter has no experience with any of these, um, with any of this terminology, you know, some interpreters don't even have experience on working portable equipment. 
So you're putting not only the client at risk, you're putting the interpreter at risk. So those of you that are looking into starting an agency or those of you that are already working as an agency, the more information that you provide the interpreter, the better prepared that interpreter is going to be for these particular assignments. And you know, it was very stressful, very um, upsetting to say the least because the client was just shocked at the fact that they said, you know, we tried providing this information a week ago. So they, the agency knew a week ago, even though they told me, oh no, we didn't know that it was a simultaneous conference. How are you gonna get the equipment from one day to another unless you're, you know, charging the client overnight fees and shipping it and then you're running at risk, right? How is it that you're, as an agency, you're not gonna ask the client for information to provide to the interpreter so that they can prepare themselves? So this is what I got yesterday. So I'm not sure if you can see it. So I got this in English. I got the Spanish version, but even the Spanish translation version uh, was kind of Greek to me because some of the terms that they've used in this material are um, terms that I'm not familiar, uh, familiar with. And after researching it, you know, being Hispanic and depending on what part of the country you're from, obviously those terms um, are different. So the client, you know, approached me. They said, you know, again, we've never worked with this agency. We have tons of assignments coming um, this week. Are you scheduled for those future assignments? I said, no, I am so sorry. They said, okay, are you available for Thursday? Are you available for Saturday? These assignments are going to be um, you know, in this part of the, uh, this part of town, then we're going to be requiring you to travel. Are you going to be available? I'm like, whoa, first of all, they didn't offer me any other assignments Two, yes, I am available. So when I submit my report, I am going to talk to the agency, let them know what happened, my own personal, um, input to them. And I will let them know that I'm available. Um, uh, but I can't guarantee whether or not they're going to, um, send me for the for the follow-up so anyways I just want to say again as a new inter for those of you that are starting into the industry it's so important one get the date time location two type of assignment three um, ask for material or at least you know find out more with regards to what type of assignment it is so if they're not willing to provide you with information google it thanks to Google you can find anything right so Google it uh, Google some of the terminology uh, get your uh, glossary done so that you can better prepare yourself to you know you I mean three I'm not I don't even know which number I'm in already but again I was very upset um, for the simple fact that this agency failed I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt but they failed me they failed because one, if I, if I didn't have experience with uh, interpreting equipment, can you imagine how they're going to make me look like a fool, right? Two, if I, didn't ha if I wasn't familiarized with these um, technical environmental uh, terminology, again, they were going to make me look like a fool. So it is so, um, it is so important that you find out as much as you can from these agencies. And sometimes I feel like we're pulling teeth, you know, trying to get as much information from them. So uh, Sava Group, I have not contacted the agency for the simple fact that I'm still upset and I don't wanna say something that I'm gonna regret, but I am really, you know, 
taking this in and I am going to discuss it with them because as a matter of fact they did send me an email earlier today because they are um, in the East Coast and they are offering me the assignment for Thursday but you know one I don't think as much as I love doing uh, simultaneous conference interpretation I feel like um, you know I went in there blind I feel like they took advantage of and they didn't um, appreciate the skill sets the experience that I have so for me to accept pennies on the dollar um, and not knowing and I don't really care you know because I know agencies have to make their cut so I don't even know honestly if I want to continue working for them after over five years working with them I don't know um, you know, I, I again, I love this industry. I love um, helping others, but I don't like when they put me in a situation that it could have gone worse, much worse. But thank God, again, I have the experience, I have the skill sets, I have the qualifications, but it was just very, uh, it, this was handled very poorly on their side. So to answer your question one, I don't think I'm gonna, you know, provide any services for them unless they're a little bit more transparent you know until I hear their side and again maybe it, they dropped the ball maybe the employee maybe the new project manager dropped the ball so I still want to give them that benefit of the doubt uh, but for the rate that I provided the services and for the technicality uh, and the terms and the uh, the um, event size, I don't think I can work for them for that particular rate, at least not for this particular assignment. So, you know, I will let you know, um, Saba Group, and I will share with you guys a little bit more once I speak to them, once I hear their side of the story. But, you know, I just wanted to share this with you guys, that it's important that as interpreters, ask questions, as agencies, provide as much information as you can to interpreters so that they can provide and represent you as the agency with the best service possible. Because obviously, if the client is happy, then you're going to be happy and we're going to be happy as interpreters. And it's a, you know, it's a working situation and it's and we all have to work together if we want to be successful. If you want to have that repeat customer, because at the end of the day, I'm not out there to get your customers. You know, I can get my own clients on my own as, uh, as an entrepreneur. But again, those um, newly interpreters that are just starting out, you know, the more information that you provide to them, the, the better that they're going to provide um, the services for you and get repeat customers that's what it's all about you know getting that return customer that repeat customer um so you know please share your thoughts please share your information um let me see so yes you're in new jersey saludos um so thank you so much. I'm really grateful that you guys are here with me. I'm really grateful that you guys agree and, you know, just sharing this information, sharing our experiences um, with new interpreters and even any, you know, even those that have been in the business sector for so many years, you know, we get to learn uh, different things from different colleagues. And so it's important that one, um, as a freelancer, get those business skills 
because you're going to need them to be able to negotiate your services, to be able to negotiate your rates, to be able to promote yourself, and to be able to handle um, certain parts of the industry. And one last thing is please, please comment below. Let me know your thoughts. Um, if you agree with me, disagree, it's okay. I just want to know how would you handle this situation? Would you have handled it differently? Um, you know, before I let you go, like I said, I had a similar situation um, a couple years ago where an agency sent a certified medical interpreter for another environmental um, simultaneous conference. One, the certified interpreter did not have any experience um, it doing simultaneous. All she was able to provide was consecutive. Two, she had no experience uh, working portable equipment. And three, she was so nervous and for the simple fact that she had never done any environmental um, assignments. So she basically walked out, um, said, you know what, I can't do this. She was very nervous, told the agency's client that she couldn't do this. So I had to get, you know, be proactive, call the agency, let them know this is what's going on. But I feel comfortable. I can handle it. It's an eight hour assignment. I will work through. Um, I will provide the best service for you. But in order for me to do that, you got to work with me a little bit and I'm going to have to increase my rate because I'm going to be doing this solo. I'm going to be providing the services for you, but I guarantee that you're going to get the best service possible. And yes, long and behold, after eight hours, I was able to successfully complete that assignment. And the client was happy and I was very praised. And so I continue um, to work with this agency. They respect my rates now. So because I asked the questions, so now, you know, if like um, Robin Castro said earlier, yes, it all depends on the type of assignment, the location. There's so many factors involved when providing a rate to a client. So before you say, okay, it's 35, 45, 65, or whatever the rate is, you know, you got to find out and get those details and that information so that you can properly uh, provide the rate, provide the services, and so that you don't get that, you know, walk out with that sour taste in your mouth where you're just so disappointed and feeling like, uh, and that's how I'm feeling right now. So that is the reason why I have not outreached to the client um, or to the agency for that matter, because I need to take a breather, you know, like we say, woosah. Um, I need to really clear my mind and handle this accordingly uh, with the agency to avoid this from happening again in the future. So anyways, thank you guys for joining me for those of you on Instagram and I'm actually doing it also on Facebook. I'm also podcasting. I'm YouTubing it. So I'm going to be doing this um, more consistently, sharing my experiences, sharing some more tips with you guys. And hopefully all of these tips and information and my experiences will help you with your career and business. So hasta la vista. Dear podcast listeners, for any of you listening to my podcast and want to join me, or have questions, or have concerns, or have a specific topic that you would like for me to share and talk about, 
don't forget to send me a message. I am here to help you, to inspire you, to motivate you. We are all a team. We are all here to grow and help each other. So don't forget to send me a message or join my podcast. Have an awesome and lovely day.